how do you want someone else to love parts of you that you don't like if you don't love them yourself, right? Mm -hmm. You have to teach people how to love you. And I know we say that and it's so cliche, but it's so true. Like you need to set the example and the standard that people follow on how they approach you and how, you know, they interact with you. Hey, I'm Ziggy, not your average girl, a very big dreamer. I'm an island girl, which means there's flavor, sweetness, a bit of spice, and maybe sometimes a tad bit of sour, but I can sure I'm the full package. And I'm Lori. I'm super big on being there for my friends and family, and I'm excited about nearly everything. And we're, we're the, the hosts, hosts of Let's, Let's Get, Get Candid. Candid. We're both 20-somethings based in the beautiful Turks and Caicos who are just trying to figure out life as it comes. Let's Get Candid is all about having the kind of conversations that no one even mentions prior to being thrown into the world of adulthood. Every week, we're bringing on new guests who help us to dive deeper into the topics as we explore new perspectives on relationships, self-love, family matters, and business. There is no stone left unturned at Let's Get Candid. Each episode, you'll get deeper glimpses into our lives and hopefully learn from our own experiences along the way. All, all right, right, all right, all right. I, I think, think we've, we've done, done enough formalities for now. now. Let's Get Candid. Welcome to Let's Get Candid. I'm your host, Mary Fulfit, but you can definitely call me Ziggy with my lovely co-host. I'm Lauren Hall, and you can call me Lori. Lori Harvey, but you know, whatever. <laughs> no relation. <laughs> so let's get candid this is the first episode of let's get candid and i am so ecstatic about this because i've thought about this since 2020 when i originally launched um or when the the works of planning the woman code 4.0 mm -hmm. and one day out of the blue i messaged leo about i didn't even i messaged leo about something on twitter not to do with nothing then leo's like you know what i want you for something and i say leo i am done look at god and i was like let's get candid because i already had the plans and fast forward to a few months we are now here shooting our first episode of let's get candid i'm so happy i'm jumping off the walls in my mind but you know here i'm sitting down it's very exciting calmly. it's exciting like i want to bounce up and down to be just can you bounce up and down for both of us <laughs> <laughs> No, it's really cool to see things like this come to fruition, you know, especially mm -hmm. just you you never know how things are going to go. And when things align, it always works out in the way it ought to. And I'm excited about what we're going to bring with Let's Get Candid. There's a key thing that you just said, like alignment. And I've been saying this like last year into this year, divine alignment. Like God will fix all the pieces together. You just need to know that you want to do it. You just need to work towards it. And then everything just pulls together like any which way and God wants it to happen. Mm -hmm. So... We're here for Let's Get Candid. And, but why Let's Get Candid? I feel like it's so important to have that sisterhood, right? To have that yeah. conversation. It's it's about authentic, transparent conversation, right? It's not about, I'm going to tell you my life story. Get up in your business. Yeah, it's not about get up in your business, less gossip. It's about how can we take pain and transform it into something where it's seen as strength, right? How can we relate mm -hmm. with people? Because the only way you can relate with people is if you are vulnerable. And I am not the most vulnerable person. But I've learned that if, if you're going to have, I mean, strong relationships, you need to have some form of vulnerability. And a lot of my great friendships and great relationships have came because I have shed away a layer of myself and shown who I really am. Right. And now you guys are joining me on this journey. Fun to see you see that. You know, I think, like you said, with vulnerability, it can be hard. Um, for me personally, I am a crier. Everybody who knows me, people who don't even know me, I cry like a baby. I'm always open to being open with people. And I think the hardest thing for me is meeting people who are similar to that. You know, I'm not expecting you to pour out your whole life story to me and things like that. But 
let me get to know you. Let me get to know what makes you the kind of person you are. You know, just knocking down, like you said, those walls where it's oh, sometimes it's protection, but it can also be overprotection. And I think mm -hmm. here in our community, we get to be so secretive that it makes it hard for you to feel like you're seen or that other people are experiencing mm -hmm. similar things to you and you never know unless someone mean? speaks to you about that, you know. So mm -hmm. so happy for Let's Get Candid to be able to have those kind of conversations and be able to talk to people about what's going on and talk about things that matter, things that are scary to talk about sometimes, but when you actually say it out loud, you realize you're not the only one going through it, you know? Exactly. That's so true. And you said something about um, trying to backtrack. <laughs> backtracking, backtracking. Oh, man, the thought don't skip me. But to tie back in, right? Mm -hmm. Persons, ah, it caught me. So persons in the community are really, to an extent, fabricated in a way, right? Because we, we're trying to portray this image, right? So this is what I look like. I need to always look strong. I always need to look like I got it together. My life is A1. And a lot of times, that is so far away from the case. And you know what I've realized? No one's going to ever really ask you if you're strong or, I mean, if you're going through something, if you're always having this, I'm always so strong, I've always got it together. And for me, when I came back home in 2020, right? Yes. Everybody knows that I'm a busy, busy body and I like to do stuff. And then I had to kind of be like really like mallowed out. And I wasn't, well, I was still kind of, well, I was really positive, but I was like, I had like, I think I had anxiety. So it was like my moods would like change really, really, really quickly. And my friends, they... They noticed it. So at that point, because I was vulnerable, they were able to step in and be the stronger friend, whereas I would have always been the stronger friend. So mm -hmm. it's important to always show that vulnerability. You have that balance between yeah. friendships, you know? Mm -hmm. The strong friend also has things yeah. going on with them, too. And I think, let's get candid, it's going to show people that we're all going through it. <laughs> yes. It's going to show that we're all going through it. And I hope it encourages meaningful conversations amongst mm -hmm. people that we, we really speak about things that, like I've, I've mentioned earlier, that needs to be talked about, but that we kind of frown upon, frown upon just because mm -hmm. we feel like people are going to talk about us. I mean, at the end of the day, people are going to talk about you regardless. So you might as well do your God's given purpose mm -hmm. and let them talk about that and then let God bless you anyway. And then, you know, whatever happens in between. And listen, right? the struggle is real. Like that phrase alone, it's, it's a fact. People are going through things, but it's called going through it. You don't have to stay in it. And oh, I love Learning that. about how you get through that. something. Yes, I love you know? that. It's encouraging to hear what people have gone through and have passed through. Exactly. And I really want to tie in the scripture verse to, to mm. match what you said, where in the Bible says, Yea, but I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I walk through. I didn't stop there. I'm no, going through it, right? <laughs> That's so, not the destination. Yeah, just remember that. <laughs> But yeah, right now we're going to go to break real quick and we'll be back. <laughs> We're back with Let's Get Candid, and now we're going to get into a little bit more of what you can anticipate or expect from Let's Get Candid. And we're going to start off by showing a bit of our vulnerability, and hopefully mm -hmm. as the show progresses, it, it gives you an idea of what to expect, but also it helps you to also do that self-work and, and peel away a bit of your layers as well. Yeah. Right? Well, getting to know us, you know? Yeah, because so. <laughs> do you guys really know me, though? Like, do you know me like that? <laughs> do you know I don't me? think you'll know me like that, but, you know. <laughs> Whatever. So I guess we could start off with like how you said earlier that Let's Get Candid has been an idea that started around 2020. And you said earlier, you know, that during that period of time, you had to slow down from being a busybody. For those who don't remember, 
2020 was when the pandemic started. I can remember right us on the phone the day you were, like the day before you were leaving, you were like, Lord, I have yes. so much to back up. I have to leave the country. That's what you <laughs> And it was the craziest thing because here I am sitting down in England, just like, okay, well, everybody's leaving, catching this last flight home. <laughs> what do I do? And Ziggy is freaking out, going and saying, I have to give away half of my things because I can't pack them. And it's so true. You know, going from that, like thinking to that day in March, I remember it was like March 19th. I think. Oh, yeah, it was close to the 22nd. So yeah. it's up to two years now. So thinking back to then and where we are now, I have to say, what do you think, like looking back on the pandemic, how did that impact you? How did that change you, help you to grow? Did it help you to grow or did, you, did it pull you back a bit? <laughs> I think that it definitely helped me to grow, most importantly because it helped me to be at a standstill because I'm not a standstill person. <laughs> and with it, right, just to go back to that time when I called you, and I, I totally forgot I even called you. <laughs> so you said that and just remember, yeah, I did. I was calling everybody. I was like, oh, my gosh, I got to pack off this stuff. I leave in the next day, and I was going crazy. Um, mm. And at that moment, like, I was really going crazy, to be honest, and I felt like I probably wasn't going to make it for the next day and then I have my church group chat so I used to go to Hillsong in London favorite okay. church I absolutely love Hillsong right but I messaged the group chat and I was just like guys I'm leaving to go back tomorrow but I'm at home I'm packing and I'm feeling like I'm having anxiety and one of the girls who lived close by me she just was like I'm gonna come and help you and I was like oh my gosh have and in that moment <laughs> I realized that no one knows if you need help, if you don't ever say anything, yeah. so you have to open up and say, I need help. And she came over and, oh my gosh, I've never seen nobody pack no suitcase like that before in my life. She had everything fit in the suitcase so nicely. I, I mean, things that I didn't know could go in suitcase was inside there. It, yeah. And it wasn't even like overweight. I had one overweight suitcase. And I really needed that because she was just like, look, go eat, do this, I'll do it. And honestly, for me, that was like a heavy burden that came, over, came off of me. And it helped me to feel good, like, okay, I can actually make this flight. Because she stayed there till 12 o'clock in the morning. Wow. And I had to leave at the house, like, at 3 or 4 o'clock to, to get all the way to Gatwick. Um, mm -hmm. I think it was Gatwick. And so yes. she she really, really, really was helpful. But no one knows that you need help unless you say you need help. And you say that, and it reminded me of something when you had first started The Woman Code. And it was like, okay, we want to support each other. So mm -hmm. be it you guys have found a new job, be it... You know, you just got a promotion. Let us know because we can't root you on yeah. if we don't know something has happened, you know. So mm -hmm. being able to not feel like you're bragging about things or not feel like you are burdening someone else by telling them what's mm -hmm. going on with you, you know. You never know how someone can help you, can support you, encourage you. Yeah. Unless you you give that piece of yourself to be open to that, mm -hmm. you know. For so me, what about you? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. She's like, <laughs> like, I'm going to take y'all through it. Ah, so, like I said, whilst everyone was packing up their bags to return home on this Noah's Ark of a flight coming <laughs> to save you all, my mom was just like, you're staying in England. <laughs> and cut that dream short. <laughs> cut it right off. She was like, listen, this is your final semester, your bachelor's. You have to stay here, get this work done, do your exams. And I was like, you know what? I hate this, but sure. And I have to say, it helped me to learn about myself more during mm -hmm. that time. I spent so much time alone. I lived by myself already. So I was living on my own. 
on top of that, the area I lived in, half the people had already moved out of my building, mm -hmm. and I was by myself. And I will always be thankful to my mom, who I was on the phone with like five times a day, my best friend in another part of England who was also by herself. And it taught me to, one, be patient with myself. Mm -hmm. It taught me to have a understanding of me as a person. Can I live with myself? Yeah. Before I start thinking, can people handle me? No, yes, it's can me. I handle myself? Mm -hmm. You know, am I, am I a person who I would want to be around? And building up those kind of things and looking back, I think it changed me tremendously. It made me so grateful for things. Like right now, my family, they're my favorite people in the world. Thank God I'm your family. You fall into that <laughs> yeah, category. <laughs> yeah, you fall into the category of my favorite people. And it's because I think being away from everyone for so long, it had me thinking, you know, time is so precious. Mm -hmm. And just wanting to make sure that I am giving into people the same amount that I want back. You know, if I want someone to be a loving friend to me, I have to be conscious about am I being that kind of friend to them? Mm -hmm. You know, am I encouraging them the way I would want them to encourage me? And in certain instances, no, I wasn't. So I had to start instilling that in myself. Yeah. Now, of course, I will say the pandemic did put me back a bit. <laughs> I was a gym rat prior, oh, <laughs> prior to the pandemic. Nowadays, to walk up a flight of stairs, it feels like You have to get hell. back on it, Lauren. <laughs> you have to get back on it. Eventually, eventually. I still do my workouts in the morning on Saturdays only. But, you know, one that's day. one piece. That's one piece. I guess it's better than people who do zero days, right? Thank you. <laughs> but, you know, I think the pandemic definitely made me more aware of how I show up mm -hmm. when it comes to other people. Yeah. And I still a work in progress, but I definitely have progressed more than I was mm -hmm. back then, you know? And just to touch on what you said, so you said two important things that I really liked, right? How do I show up? And then also about being patient, right? So that self-reflection mm -hmm. is so important because a lot of people never take that time to really reflect on themselves and to really, like, um, do that work to understand who I am, right? Because I think a lot of times we, we live in the idea of who I want to be, which is this amazing person. Mm -hmm. We're not there yet. There's a gap. But we, we, we just fall in love with that person that we don't take the time to understand who I am right now. To and, get there. Yeah. You know? and, and, but accepting those parts of yourself that you really don't like. And you have to admit that, right? And then once you admit it, like sometimes I do it and I'm just like, I'm cringing. I'm like, I don't even want to think about it. It's but hard. you have to admit it because... How do you want someone else to love parts of you that you don't like if you don't love them yourself, right? Mm -hmm. You have to teach people how to love you. And I know we say that and it's so cliche, but it's so true. Like you need to set the example and the standard that people follow on how they approach you and how, you know, they interact with you. And then just tapping back into the self-awareness a little bit more, right? Persons are afraid to admit their truths, right? And to admit them loud. It's one thing to say it in your head, and it's the next thing to say it loud. <laughs> and during the whole pandemic period, I had to be patient. I had to be to myself. Like, I wasn't even posting. I'm a posting person. I'm on Instagram. I'm posting everything. People didn't even know I was here. Like, I, I didn't want to go outside. I really I really didn't want to interact with people like that, except, like, close friends and close family. family. Mm -hmm. And it gave me a lot of time to learn that I need to be patient with the things that I want. Like, I'm always on this next step, next step, next step. And then God was like, no, wait. No, wait, waiting. no, wait. And I'm like, okay, I think I've been doing it. Like, like how, how long am I going to keep waiting? How long am I going to keep waiting? Like, it's, yeah. it's getting a little drawn out here now, right? But I had to learn how to be patient for the things that I wanted. And this idea that we feel like something may come to us right now and we feel like 
this is absolutely perfect for me. And then God doesn't give it to us. And then we're like, but there's nothing that's going to be that perfect again. And I watched this sermon you like recently. The corner. Yeah. And I watched this sermon recently. And one of my favorite pastors, he said, the idea, the aspiration is the idea that God won't always give you options when he always will. So even though he'll take something from you right now, mm-hmm. there's something way better that you didn't even imagine was going to come. And then you're like, what was I stressing for? So right now, I am in the space, fast forward from 2020, where I feel like I'm letting the blessings attract to me, whereas I'm chasing them down instead. Yeah, and you said something, and I just want to bring it back. You said that, you know, when you came home during the pandemic, nobody even knew you were here. You had to be real quiet, lay low. Do you remember during, like, the early stages of the pandemic where everyone was just like, oh, well, I've just completed... This online course, I've just done this. Oh, I built a home where everyone was like mm-hmm. fighting to be the most productive person during this oh, period. Yes. And I, for me personally, I felt like I was the most unaccomplished person out here sitting down looking oh, at on me. my laptop. Like, shoot, today I I woke up and got out my bed. That was my accomplishment. Was accomplishment. You know, so it's crazy when you're sitting down and you have to see other people doing things and you're like, why am I not there? Why am I not getting to that point? And when you finally reflect back on it, it's like, you know, you have to be patient with yourself. Mm-hmm. You have to understand that, you know, it doesn't always have to be go, 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 go every mm-hmm. single time. And also you said you you moved back here during the <laughs> pandemic. So I did. <laughs> in a time of extreme transition already, just the idea of moving back home after being away for mm-hmm. like what you were gone for like six years. Yeah, five, six years in like yeah. London. So. <laughs> so how is that moving home and you're moving home in one a pandemic to it's Ten out of would not home. recommend. <laughs> Thank you. Would not recommend that at all. But how how was that for you to come back home and it's not even feeling like home just because everything's changed? Yeah. So I spent, I was between Provo and I was between Grand Turk because now all of my friends living in Provo. So I was like, I'd be with my friends at. And then Grand Turk was where everything was just, just moving like really slow. And I wasn't really feeling it because I just came back from a city, right? I lived in London and London is like the city. It's vibrant mm-hmm. and there's always something going on. So for me to, to shift back from that to Grand Turk, that was like, I can't do that for sure. Provo, I can make a compromise, right? <laughs> and I was between Grand Turk and, and Provo and... At first, I was, like how you mentioned, I was one of those people who were, like, really optimistic, really still excited, right? Because I completed a corporate strategy course during that time. Mm-hmm. I was on Duolingo doing Spanish. You gave <laughs> me a course and all to do during oh, that yes. time. I was doing <laughs> you, you were one of those. I was like, wow, Ziggy's always doing something. Gee. <laughs> I was doing stuff. Like, listen, I was waking. I was like a person on a job. I wake up early in the morning. My cousin's like, you wake up early in the morning. The first thing you look at is the computer. You, you wouldn't even move from this computer to eat. Like, she would have to be like, so we cooking today. And then I would look at her because, like, I want you to cook because I want to continue doing my work. <laughs> I would wake up. And I, and during that time, I felt like it was so important, too, for me to really attach myself with God so that I can figure out, well, not so that I can figure out my direction, but that he can show more of his direction that I can follow. Mm-hmm. So I was probably watching, like, three sermons in a day, no lies. Like, one in the morning, one afternoon, one in the night. I did a little short, brief, like, fasting um, for, like, a few days. And I just, because I just was so confused, like, transitioning back home, because I knew what I wanted to do in London. I wanted to get into product management, right? I like creativity and stuff like that. And then I came back home, and it's like, I have this um, this degree in hospitality. I did corporate strategy. I did a little bit of law. And it's like, well, but, what but do, do I really want to do these, right? Because 
at the end of the day, I don't want to have just a job. I want to have a career, something that I love to do and mm-hmm. I wake up to do. So those things were prerequisites that really helped me to kind of figure out what I wanted and also attaching myself with the right people. That was so important because I needed them during that time where I felt like it was hard for me to rely on my my positivity and so on like that. So, but what about you? Because you came home around that time too, Miss Miss Lauren. <laughs> for me, when I finally came home, so you guys came home in March. Mm-hmm. I came home in May when they first started doing repatriation flights again. At the, on the <laughs> very last day. Flight. That's what it was. It was a repatriation <laughs> flight. It was like, let's bring the children home. And I can remember... Because I was living in Liverpool. I'm not a London person. That's too much for me. And finding my way from Liverpool to London to get into New York to catch a plane or reach home and then being put straight into a hotel for quarantine. It's just like, this is like the movies. You know, it was it was crazy. And even then, you know, at the time, I was already calculating in my head, okay, so I just finished my bachelor's. I want to do a master's, but, you know, probably do it online because things are weird right now. And I can remember my mom's just like, no, you're going back away. (laughs) We're sending you back. (laughs) We're sending you back. And when I finally did come back home, I came back home in September of 2021 was when I officially moved. It was insane because for many weeks I was trying to get back into the job market and applying and things like that. And it was difficult to do. Yes. I have to say, going back to what you're saying about patience and, you know, trusting God in whatever direction he leads you because you never know where you're going to end up. The, yeah, that's true. The position I'm in now was not one I went looking for, but it's one I love. And I think things like that, you always have to be faithful that things will fall into place mm-hmm. at the time that it's supposed to. Because those months prior, when I was just lollygagging around home, I was not in the mindset to do any work. But after... My birthday in September and going straight into a job, I was like, you know what? I could do this. Let me put my yes, head down. Let's get into it. it, you know? So definitely I have to say that things, though not according to plan, mm-hmm. moving back home was probably the greatest thing for me after the pandemic. So what would you say though? I have an interesting question. I want to ask you, what do you think in Turks and Caicos as it relates to getting into the job market, right? Mm-hmm. Do you think it's a lot about merit? Do you think it's a lot about who you know? Or do you think it's a bit of both? Well, I have to say, that's a question we're going to have to answer when we get back. So <laughs> we're going to have you on a cliffhanger real quick. And when we come back on, you're going to learn about, is it merit? Is it influence? What is it that has people So don't, don't leave, right? <laughs> don't leave us hanging. So stay tuned with us. <laughs> Welcome back to Let's Get Candid. And just before the break, I asked Lauren a very important question, which is, enter the job market in Turks and Caicos. Mm-hmm. Do you think it's about merit or do you think it's about connections or a bit of both? Well, for me personally, I would have to say, looking at the position I'm in now, it was a bit of both. Now, it's not in the usual way that people may think when I'm talking about connections because definitely I know my merit is what got me into the door at my job. But it was my connections that got me to step to the door in the first place. How I ended up getting there, I did a radio show, actually. So that's my bit of connections where Mm -hmm. I was invited onto a radio show to talk about um, the tourism industry, being someone who has interned at the tourist board and just finishing a degree in marketing, how the tourism industry is so much more than just hotels. There are so many different people, so many different aspects that 
fill into this one industry. So it was all about talking about people being able to give internships to others and things like that. And funnily enough, the HR manager at the job I'm at now, she heard me on the radio talking about what I studied and the things that I did. And she inquired about me, you know, and lo and behold, after sending in my um, my CV and everything like that, she turned out to be my next door neighbor, you know. So (laughs) definitely, you know, the job I'm at now, I know so many people there, but it was not me knowing them there prior that got me to that Mm -hmm. space. It was me having spoken about what I'm capable of speaking about what I've learned and what I've what I've done in the past that definitely got me to walk up there, but I wouldn't have gotten in that position without having the initial connection of being on the show, you know? Mm-hmm. So for me, it's both. In other positions, other people might say it's definitely connections or it's definitely merit. What do you think? I think really and truly it is a bit of both because the thing about it is that um, you need someone to advocate for you to say that I know that she's capable. Because mm-hmm. sometimes, right... You can read a CV and you might you might be like, you know, what does this tell me? And someone who can say, I know what she's capable of. I've worked with her. I've seen her did these things. She is definitely the person who can really fulfill these duties and tasks. Right. So that is needed. But you also need to have your own merit because you need to stop there knowing that I can do this. And it's not solely based on the fact that, OK, someone had to say yeah, she can do it. She can do it because yeah. then now you have to really show up. And show and show out and prove mm. yourself that I have what it takes to be here, right? So it, it's definitely a bit of both. You really need to have connections, I would say, in order to be able to get into different rooms for people to advocate for you. But then you also need to do the work to have your own merit to know that you can hold your own. Yes. And that at the end of the day, no one can say, I she don't need to be here. I'm not gonna choose her because you know that I'm qualified or I'm more than qualified and I have what it takes to fulfill and to go over and beyond for the job. With that, I would also want to add that, you know, to get those connections, you have to be the kind of person that's open to going out into the spaces, you yeah. know, mm-hmm. and you you can't shy away from opportunities. Mm-hmm. So be it, even if it's the smallest thing, it might seem like it's not important to you. You mm-hmm. still have to jump in and be like, you know, let me try this. Let me show what I can do in this so that way I can build up this portfolio of work that I've mm-hmm. done, you know, because... Even if it's something small, if people see how great you have done this, how great mm-hmm. your work is, you're consistent, they're going to be able to remember that. Yeah. You know, So people always have to go forward, putting their best foot forward, but also being willing to be open. Yeah. You know? Create your own opportunities, right? I had a friend in London when I was searching for jobs, and he said that. He's like, look, even if you can't find a job in the meantime, find something, do something, mm-hmm. and build that, and you can use that as a talking point. Yes. So, Last Get Candid is my talking point. I go into job interviews talking about Last Get Candid, talking about the Woman Code 4.0, then I'm talking about Island Mystique, which is launching mm-hmm. very soon. So, I'm talking about all these different things, and they're so excited, they're like, so tell me more. I remember I told my boss, and she's like, oh, she's so excited, she's like, oh, that's going to be so good, like, <laughs> you know, and so, and in the job yeah. market, it's crazy now that people aren't looking for just, oh, I studied, and then yeah. I worked, and then Definitely. boom. This is where I'm coming. Like, no, people want to know that you are a multifaceted person, that you have different interests. How do you express this? You're flavorful. Yes. <laughs> you know, we want we want seasoning. We don't want blandness here. So you don't how, want white chicken <laughs> very much. So how do we go about, you know, 
understanding, okay, you have this that you could bring to the table. This might be something that we're not doing here right now, mm -hmm. but you have skill set in these different areas. Let's bring you on board and see what you can do, you know? Mm -hmm. Anything, I feel, is just open for you to build upon and have yeah. that conversation. Definitely in Turks and Caicos, there's so much room for growth. We are emerging mm -hmm. um, countries. So there are so many different markets that has not been tapped into yet that you can literally plunge into and you can make it your own and you can set the trend and then people will come to you. So you might have applied for a job and someone didn't want to have you and then you go ahead now, you you created something, you did something mm -hmm. and then now they hire you to consult them on, on, on something to include exactly. to their business. So your price and your value just going up. So, the price, I mean, the price is different today. Definitely, right? The price of yesterday is not today's, today's price. For <laughs> sure, I, my price going up, so just throwing it out there. But anyway, <laughs> but the thing is that you need to know what you want to do, right? And for me, I've always liked to do a lot of different things. So you have to, I think, you have to always go out there and keep trying new things yes. and see what really sticks and see what makes you feel really happy. But also, what feels like your purpose? What feels like God yes. is really aligning me to be on this position? And I, I think from last year, end of last year, I feel like, okay, God definitely is, I'm on the path that I think God wants me to be on. And I'm going to keep following in that footstep. And I know that he's going to keep sending the blessings my way because it's not about my plan at the end of the day. It's always going to be about what God wants me to do. Yeah. And I'm so happy doing it. I wouldn't <laughs> want to do anything else in the world. <laughs> so, going back to what you said about purpose. We've got some questions here in a bowl. So yeah, we do. at Let's Get Candid, we need to be candid about ourselves and help you to understand who we are. So what, what, you, know? <laughs> what you know? What about you know about us? us? What, you what know? do you know, really? So what we're going to do, the purpose of these questions, we're going to take out a couple. And I'll let you go first, though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we both have to answer these questions. So let's see. We didn't write them. Our producers wrote them. So hopefully they're nothing too crazy, but... Right. We'll see. We'll use learn as the person <laughs> to figure that out. <laughs> this one says, are relationships meant to last forever? Mm, interesting. Uh. <laughs> never say never. <laughs> I would say not all. Some are. Um, I think, I truly believe in people saying God brings someone into your life for a reason in a season, mm -hmm. you know, and you could be a seasonal person or a reason person, but it can be where, you know, I had to learn something and I would not have learned that lesson had this relationship I was in not occurred. But there are other relationships that are meant to last forever. Of course, I've got friends who I've known since I was a baby who I'm still friends with right now. Did you really know when you was a baby, though? Literally, yes. Like, one of my friends, okay. we were christened on the same really? day. We graduated high school at A-levels together. Mm -hmm. We got confirmed in church together. He's still one of my good it's friends. It's not like a twin, for real. You know, like, that's my soul brother. I tell him that all the time. And you know, it's funny when you look back on it, but I think in places like Turks and Caicos, where it's so small, you do end up having those kind of relationships. Mm -hmm. But I think... You know, not all relationships are meant to last forever, but there are definitely ones that you should cherish because those are the people who help to ground you sometimes. Yeah, yeah, I do. You know? Mm -hmm. So what about you? Do you think relationships are meant to last forever? I think that <laughs> relationships, no. Not all of them are meant to last forever. Like you said, they there are some of those that you have to learn something and then you have to leave. And there's people, yeah, really, just learn it and go. Just dip out. It's so hard to <laughs> dip out sometimes, yeah, though. I have to tell God. I have to tell God, if I can't dip out, you could dip me out because 
<laughs> remove me from the situation. <laughs> Please press eject. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I think relationships, no, not all of them are meant to last, but you do have to find out which ones are meant to mm-hmm. so that you stop fighting for ones that is, is over and done with, right? So you don't waste your time um, doing something or just keep relearning the same things. Water and dead flowers. Yeah, like, oh, God, okay, let me don't use that. But <laughs> <laughs> Moving along. So, your let's see. I'm so scared. I don't know. <laughs> I you know so far, these are these are okay. It's very long. Oh, do you think it's okay to settle down at an early age, or should people get more experience before making a choice? And <laughs> interesting enough, I would say that I used to be a hopeless romantic, right? So I would definitely would have said <laughs> settle down, no, <laughs> find, find a man, <laughs> find, find love, and go go that way. But oh. Right now, I think that it is so important to take time to. to to learn yourself through experiences because when you get into a relationship, right, and, and now that I'm I'm in this space where it's, it should never be um, I'm going to confine to my identity only when I'm connected to you. I need to be an individual myself. You need to be your own individual. Mm-hmm. Then we come together and we become one, un- one unit. But we still need to have and maintain our own individuality. So I would say definitely you need to have those experiences, right, because they help you and to shape your relationships and to what you want. And and settling down so soon when you're still trying to figure out yourself, you know, I think they're going to be like a lot of friction and a lot of, and you might realize that I don't even want to be with this person for the rest of my life you anymore. Know, and, because you change as a person. Yeah, you change. They change definitely. as a person. So I feel like you have to be ready for those kind of changes. changes. Yes. You have and, to be mature for that yes. too. Yeah. And if you're so young where you haven't even experienced the first change in who you are as a person, it may come as a shock if that person starts shifting how they go and you're yeah. like, who are you? <laughs> Yeah, for me, I think mm, I think settling down very young, personally, I wouldn't do it. And reason why, along with your reasoning for it, you know, finding yourself and discovering who you are as an individual. For me, I am busy. Like I sat down, I sat down yesterday at dinner and I said, you know. I can't manage no relationship with nobody. Because they require too much stress. You know, and it's like, okay, you know, I have to get to a point where I'm able to handle all these Mm -hmm. things to get that work-life balance in. Right now, I don't know how to do that. Let let me balance. Let me balance my (laughs) own life and work right now, and then I'll figure out how to balance my life, work, and also balancing maintaining a relationship with somebody else. I would be a horrible girlfriend right now. I would Yeah, because you're busy. (laughs) And I think it's important to, like, be busy. Do the things that you want to do. Chase after your dreams, right? Allow your passion to take control. Because when you sometimes you get into a relationship and you're like, you have to tune it down a bit because mm-hmm. there might become this clash between, and I hate to say it, what women should do, what men should do. They need to give time and you feel guilty because I can't give all the time. But I, I can't really answer want... your message. Yeah, yeah <laughs> like, because I'm busy. I'm, I'm shooting right now, so I can't. I can't I'm busy on that. So, <laughs> you know, it's crazy like, to see that question because it's just like before, definitely, I was the person and I still am. I have my wedding playlist on my phone because I love a wedding me. song. <laughs> but, child, I can't imagine doing it right now. If that was to happen to me right now, it had to be somebody who swept me off my feet. <laughs> And you know that he wasn't coming back again. So it's like, okay, it's a one-in-a-lifetime thing. God, I'm going to take it. I'm going to take it. All right. Mm-hmm. Next question. What are you most passionate about? Wow. <laughs> I feel like I know. 
Okay. Well, I feel like I know for you. You know, what am I most passionate about? What do you think? I feel like because you're a people person, you're, you're most passionate about, like, educating people, but also connecting people and bringing people together, <laughs> I think, I would say. I, I, I agree with that. Because when I read that, I thought of two things. I thought of I'm very passionate about marketing. Mm-hmm. And I'm very passionate about my family and friends and spending time with them. And I think that combines the two, you know, communicating with people, educating people. You know, that's what I look at marketing as, educating people on Mm -hmm. different things that are coming into the market or whatever the case may be. I I am very passionate about working with people and meeting people, Mm -hmm. learning about them and teaching them. You know, I love that. And what about you? <laughs> so, oh, <laughs> I am passionate about development. So professional development and personal development. And mm-hmm. everything that I do always stems from it. So the Women Code 4.0, which I created uh, back in 2020, the mission statement for that is building a community of women to nurture professional and personal growth, right? And the Alaska Candid is all about that that conversation, right, that that candid conversation, that authentic, very transparent conversation that taps into more personal growth. So for me, everything that I do really stems from those two things. And, you know, moving on in life, you you really need to have that balance with being able to be successful, not just on the outside, not just because I can show off my accomplishments, but that in the inside, I'm taking care of myself as well. So last question. Let's see what fate beholds me. Let's see how this one is. Who have been your role models? What about them do you admire? We oh could do gosh. this. Could we do this like two word question? Like give it a two word answer. Like okay. off the top of your head, go. Bernisha, for sure. That's <laughs> I would definitely say Bernisha and I would definitely say my mom. And why I say Bernisha is because I admire Bernisha's ability to network and to, and to connect with people really and just be herself. I remember one time I asked Bernisha, I said, um, how do you network? I was like, I don't know. Like, what do you do? You just walk up to people and say, what? What was next? Like, I don't even know what to say. And then I started, you know, she actually never answered the question, right? But anyway, I figured it out because it's really a situation where yeah, I might be at, at, at an event with you. Mm-hmm. We can talk about the event. Or I might like something that you did. Or I can ask you, what do you think about the event? So it's just really those small conversations that gets a conversation going. And then you can really build connections from that. And I'll definitely say my mom because she's, she has inspired me to be the person who is strong who also um, has given me the space to be myself, though, which I think is so important that parents oftentimes don't do because they want you to fit their narrative. But they've given me the opportunity to be who I wanted to be without feeling like I I need to be confined to anything. So definitely her strength because Mm -hmm. also because I've never seen my mom cry. And I'm not much of a cry at all, so you rarely ever, ever going to see me cry. But, you know, I I actually want to cry one these days because I feel like... There's something wrong. I don't know. There's something wrong. Like, there's something wrong that I'm not crying. But, you know, stay tuned. Maybe one day on Let's Get Candy, you might see me cry. I don't know. <laughs> For myself, I would have to say my godmother, Doreen, and my mom. And it's for similar reasons. Both of them, I think, are very strong. They're very graceful people. And they, you know, growing up, I was not aware of how much they have gone through. But being older and being able to have conversations with them, both of them are like my best friends now, mm-hmm. where it's like, wow, you can go through things and you don't have to look like you go and yeah, you know. Exactly. You and look you, good, you right? carry out your life and go about your day and make sure that mm-hmm. you get things handled. And I think to me that epitomizes a woman who 
has strength, but at the same time is also aware of, you know, her vulnerabilities because having to hear those conversations with them now and being vulnerable with them, they are aware of, you know, how they felt in those moments yeah. and they're not as afraid to be that way. And for that reason, I think, hands down, those two definitely are my role models. Perfect. So, guys, it was a great conversation. <laughs> it's been really fun. For getting, the first episode of Landed on Let's <laughs> So, I can't wait to see what we do with this. I can't wait to. I can't wait for I think guys. God is going to allow this to become something that we can't even fathom, right? No eyes have seen, no ears have heard what God is going to do for the people that love him. And I think that yes. great things are going to happen. And I hope that you stay tuned. I hope that you love the first episode. And we hope to see some of you sitting on this same couch with us and having candid conversations. <laughs> Yes, so thank you. And my we'll lovely host, again. Lauren Hall. Oh, my lovely host, Mary Folford. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, guys. <laughs>